Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everything in between, welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show. And um, I want to say thank you, first of all, for uh, we announced um, on the podcast last week um, that me and my sister's show, An Evening with Kevin and Joanne Clifton, um, is going out on tour. Yes, an actual show in a theatre is, is happening. Like, remember, remember those days? <laughs> um, that, that's happening and going ahead. And I was really nervous thinking I didn't know whether people were going to buy tickets or not, whether people were going to feel comfortable coming back to the theater or not, um, you know, whether people were, were going to be a bit cautious, but um, you, you've all been out uh, supporting and buying tickets. Um, so I'm so grateful to everyone for that. Um, go to kevinandjoanne.com if you haven't got a ticket already, but they are going pretty fast. So um, I would recommend getting in quick, but yeah, a big thank you to, to everyone who's bought a ticket and who's got in touch with us um, on social media um, to say that they've got their tickets sorted. And Hopefully, barring any, you know, who knows, it's 2020, so anything could still happen. But um, hopefully, um, this show is all going to be okay, and it's going to go ahead as planned, and no other disasters are going <laughs> to happen. But also on last week's podcast, uh, and why I'm really excited about this week, is that I talked about how I went along to see a show. I think it was actually the first... I think it was the first show I've been to see since all this all kicked off. Um, a show called Contact. And um, for, for those of you who maybe haven't heard the podcast from last week, it was a show where I think I saw it on social media ad advertised and that they were saying that basically you would meet up in a place and um, there'd be about 15 tickets a show, I think it was, that, that were sold. And we would we'd have to download an app onto our phone and once we get to the meeting place, we would all be synced up into this app and you bring along your headphones and you listen in. And it was basically two actors in the, basically in the street, out, outside in the open. Uh, and, and this place sort of takes, takes place in front of your eyes and you are listening in on what's going on in their head and, and you just follow them through the street. And um, do you know what? I'm going to get straight into my guess because I'm doing it a disservice <laughs> for how I'm describing it. Um, but it, it's something that I really enjoyed and I, and I encourage everyone to, to go and experience if there's tickets available. I don't know whether there are or there aren't, but I've managed to get um, this week on the show is the director of the show, Samuel Sene. Am I saying that right? Sene? Yeah, perfect. Samuel Sene. Brilliant. Samuel Sene. And one of the actors from the show, Katya Quist. Quist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, catch it, Chris. Terrible with names, um, but yeah. So the director and um, an actor from the show. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, guys. How how are you doing? Thanks. Fine, fine. Uh, I'm from Paris. I come back from, from Paris now, and uh, and uh, that's funny because I know that there will there will be three contacts uh, today in London, and we have another one in Paris. And uh, I'm so pleased to, to, to be around the world and, and to discover that new way of making theater uh, via Zoom, uh, via, via all video systems. So thanks for welcoming and to connect again. Uh, we are in 2020 and everything can happen. She can do things. Yeah, it's been a pretty mad year. And how are you doing, Katja? I'm good. I'm, I'm calling in from South East London, so slightly less glamorous. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's a nice bit of a grey morning, but uh, nothing to dampen our spirits so far. <laughs> do you have, do you have uh, three shows on today? 
Yes. Yeah. And, and which location are, are you doing yours in? So I am in Clapham. Uh, so the south location for one more week and then we're moving to St. Paul's, the city one, uh, from Monday. So we've okay. done two weeks in Clapham and then from then on we're going to be in St. Paul's. Interesting. Okay, so, so, so do all the actors swap around and you sort of, sort of, do you all have to know all the locations and the routes? Um, not so much. I think we're the only ones that have actually changed so far. Right, okay. We may move in the future, but I think for now we're all staying in our locations um and like you know getting comfortable with that and i think i mean sam will know more about this than i do but i think we were chosen for like our specific vibes right. and like the vibes in the location if oh interesting yeah. okay um all right on that then um because i totally um butchered and did the show a disservice with my introduction <laughs> sam why, why why don't you tell me like t tell us what contact is Oh God, what contact is? Contact is first an idea we had during lockdown. We, 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 we realized with the whole team in my producing company in Paris that even when the lockdown uh, will be over, it was so in the beginning of June, uh, the theaters uh, shall not open and we, will, we would have to wait. And so Gabrielle Jourdain called me one day, uh, she's working in Paris, and told me, let's do something. Let's, let's, let's check all the, the, the guidelines and the constraints uh, with the pandemic situation and let's do something. We can't go more than 15 people in the street. Okay, let's do something with only 15 spectators. Uh, we have to wear masks. Okay, let's have wear masks. We can't have, um, we can give props to the audience. Let's have them their own device. And that's why we, we thought a concept. It's, I think, just right in the middle of immersive theater and theater 2.0. So that means it's a play. It's a play. It's not really silent theater, but it looks like. It's not really like immersive theater, but it's look like. It's a play, you are in the street, outdoor. Uh, it's a promenade and you can dive in the thoughts of the characters. But for that, you need to download an app. And that is the 2.0 uh, technological part of the play. And that app, it's a complete new app, a uh, new technology in the world, will synchronize all the actors and the spectators together, milliseconds, so that you can dive in the thoughts of the characters. So the, the group of 15 people has the privilege to assist to a play uh, but just us with headphones and it's with your smartphone with your headphones so it's complete covid free uh, we say uh, corona compatible in french so that means you can access to theater in a new way and in a, the plot is about a young woman uh, who is thinking in the street and will meet someone and will help her to, to discover the contact again because we live in a world without contact. So the plot is about how do we feel and how will we evolve if we don't have contact anymore. But it's, the play needs the device with the app, the headphones, all the silent theater thing and the device needs the plot and it's a complete new experience with technology and actual storytelling together. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's like you've created a whole new genre of theatre. Like, it's, it's certainly not something I've even sort of heard of before, uh, before seeing this show.
There were a lot of experiments before and Germany has made a lot of theater like that. But what is new, uh, because I, I, I will never say that I created a new gender of theater because I think there, there has been silent theater, immersive theater, headphone theater, audio theater, a lot of things. Mm. What is new is maybe the adequation, the relevancy between what we live now and the device, and also the relevancy between the plot and the device. Maybe that's new. Uh, I don't know if we created something, but I know that we have now something that is spreading all over the world uh, and is really relevant now, these times. Mm. Um, I, I, had, I had a massive panic when I got there because um, I live maybe um, like a sort of 40, 45 minute walk away from Greenwich, which is where I went to see it. And I thought, well, rather than get like an Uber or something, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to have a nice walk and then go and go and see this. But I needed maps on my phone to go, <laughs> to go to use it. And it used up like half my battery. And I got there and I was like, oh no, I'm going to start this and I'm going to run out of battery. <laughs> so, so nobody make the same mistake I did. You make sure you've got battery on your phone for this. Um, but tell me, when exactly did you have the idea? Like, I'm, I'm so fascinated by how this idea sort of came about. Well, Gabriel, uh, so who had the first original idea, called me at the beginning of May, middle of May, okay. and I knew that the lockdown in Paris uh, would finish in the beginning of June. And she called me Saturday, on the Sunday, I was thinking about the concept the whole day, and on the Monday morning, we made a Zoom meeting with all people in my company, all the authors, composers, dramaturgs, uh, actors, and I said, okay, let's do something. We have three weeks. We have three weeks to write a new play, to, to compose, to write the whole music of the play. Uh, we had the idea of making a 3D sound, so we had to put everything in 3D with a new software that didn't exist before, uh, with a research company in Paris, and we had to create the technology. And then everyone told me, yeah, the technology can be invented, but that will take six months to do it and more than 50,000 euros. And I said, we can't, we don't have six months. And luckily we had, uh, we have Jean-Philippe Marie de Chastonnet, who he's working with me. He's one of the, uh, the managers of my company and he also has a developing app company. And he said, okay, let's go. And all the company, there were five, six developers working day and night to produce that in three weeks, and we did it. And three weeks later, the day the lockdown was over in Paris, we made the show. That is unbelievable, in, in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God, I can't believe it myself. It, 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 it is crazy. We, we, we just couldn't know what would happen. We didn't know if that would work or not, if that would be good or not, you know. But when you have three weeks, to have to make something new, you don't have the choice. You have to be good. You can't have time to make mistakes. Right. So we decided to go right, and I will always remember the, the the. It took one week to find the good plot, then one week to make text and music, and then one week to rehearse. That is nuts. But we said, <laughs> okay, let's go. We don't have time to think. We just have to time to feel and do something. Yeah. So, Katya, like, when did you 
find out about it. Did you guys, I don't know, are you part of the, the same like group or was there an audition process for this or like what was your timeline? So my timeline, it did seem to come out of nowhere um, because it, this was all in Paris. So we're the second run of the show, which is great because you've got the benefits of doing something audiences have never seen before and the feeling of that new, but then also something that you know has been road tested um, and like has worked in Paris. So I think about, uh, it was early August, I think mid to early August, um, I got an email from my agent asking me to audition. And then the turnaround was like really quick. Um, so I think from like first audition to first rehearsal, it was probably like two and a half, three weeks, something like that. Right. Um, and yeah, it sort of, it felt very unexpected. I've just graduated drama school and like under these conditions, I was thinking like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna be playing Animal Crossing until next year. But you know, <laughs> this, is a, this was a very pleasant surprise. Um, and what was the audition like? Was the audition in person on Zoom? Like, how did that happen? So we had our first, um, so Jane Deach, the casting director, so we asked for self-tape. So, and it was the weirdest audition, mm. sorry Sam, <laughs> that I've ever been asked to do. I so I had to like record the voiceover. Um, there was like seven minutes of stuff that I sent in the end. Mm. So there was, uh, I had to record the voiceover. So that was Sarah's thoughts and do that and that was like fine and then I had to record myself with the original French well in English uh recording mm. uh of her thoughts so I had to react to her thoughts on tape and mm. then lip sync or speak over when she's actually speaking which is what happens in the show yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah I sent that off and then a couple of days later had a very quick recall over Zoom um, where I met Sam and the rest of the team and then I found out the day after um, that, that I'd got the job so yeah it was and I remember it wasn't the best audition I'd ever had like I started off and like my camera was like the wrong way round, and so I was like in <laughs> landscape and, but yeah it ended up being it, something worked clearly in my favor <laughs> yeah yeah obviously you obviously you were great and, yeah, but, really, yeah. um and, and what I'm fascinated about the rehearsal period for this like did did you I mean did you did, did you all rehearse in a space or was it all rehearsed outside on location or like what what was what was rehearsal like um it was like in it was indoors but like in a very covid secure building mm. so we had to wear masks anywhere when we were out of the rehearsal room we were all socially distanced when we were indoors it was a very limited team um there was like hand sanitizer everywhere um and so it felt like i've been very safe throughout these past few months yeah. i've like not left the flat much yeah, yeah um but even then i felt like super super safe and also it was only a week's worth of rehearsal um which i think is uh quite beneficial in terms of like covid exposure because it just like yeah. limits the amount of time that you have indoors so we had yeah those uh we had i think five days indoors and then one day we went on location or like a day and a half we went on location Right. Um, and then went into our real spaces. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, and, and Sam, so when, when you opened it in France, were there any, 
did it go off without a hitch? Like, or like day one, did it, was it, did it all just work or were there any complications? Like what was the first show like? Uh, the first show, uh, I was so anxious because we still had to troubleshoot so many things. Uh, we played three months uh, in Paris and we have our last uh, last show on next Sunday. And then we go over the world and we will come back next year in Paris. Uh, so the first day, it was really hell because I had... 10 production phones in my bag just to help if something happened because we had many problems because all the brands of the phones have different uh, behavior with the app. And so we had to open, but everything was not completely secured. So it was hell because of the technology. It's not an actual theater, uh, a normal one, when you are completely aware of what can happen with sound and lights. No, we are talking of an app. We are talking of 60 or 70 phone brands and models, different ones. So the big problem was that. So it took something like two or three weeks to be completely secure and confident with the technology. Uh, then, yes, Except that, but that was our production part because the audience didn't see at all. The audience just enjoyed. And if there was a problem, we had a spare phone. And now that it's over and everything works uh, perfectly. Um, the audience loved the show. They, they, they always cried for two reasons. First, maybe the plot, I think, is emotional and moving and they like the plot and, and, and it makes you cry but also because they were so happy to come to theater again they were so happy to see actors playing again uh, so all the media newspaper the, the critics the reviews were just great and there was nothing else at all in france so of course everyone came and see us uh, and yes it was a, a big hit even if the audience is not confident enough to come to theater. Uh, that's very hard. And I know that the same in all worlds, a lot of spectators uh, wait for the pandemic situation to be completely over. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have less available spectators. And Paris was completely empty the whole summer because of vacation, because of people, people remotely working. So, we had to, to, to struggle to always have people and, and spectators. Uh, but then we announced that London was opening, that other countries were opening, and it, it's, it's becoming big. And what I like is that the play uh, doesn't need the COVID to exist. Uh, it's disconnected from the coronavirus, and, and the play will go on, and I think will go on for many years, uh, because it doesn't... Talk about that. It just, yeah. just it's just about our lives and the way our society is changing. So yes, it was a big success in Paris, and it's time for us to stop after three months, and it's time for us to let the play spread all over, all over the world. It's better to spread this play better than a virus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I found it. Um for the fact that we were outside and there's just loads of people around, um, you know, it's just in a very normal setting. I actually, once it started, I, I found it quite intimate. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like you're, you're sort of out in the open and there's loads of people around you. And then, cause I, I wondered if like, 
if at any point I'd be like aware of people watching what's happening, like what are all these people doing in the street at, um, at the moment. Um, but for, from actually, what was that like uh, as an actor being in that position? Cause I don't know, like I'm trying to put myself in that position <laughs> and I'm thinking like, would that feel really sort of freeing and liberating to just be like, like that in the street or are, are there weird moments where it's like, you know, because because I'm sure the audience at some point, or just people in the street, uh, and will not necessarily notice all of us like with our headphones in, or probably think we're listening to music. But there's this girl in the street doing all this weird stuff. Like, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, like it's been it's 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 really cool actually. Um, I think in terms of our performances, it's weird because you're right. It is more intimate than you'd expect. It's not like yeah. you're doing open air theater, which is big and projection and loud. And this is like much quieter and more intimate. And because mm -hmm. of that, people think it's real more often than not. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like we're all dressed up in these big costumes and we're singing. Like it looks like a girl crying alone on a bench. Yeah. or a man following her around and her asking him to go away. So we've had members of the public, like, stop us <laughs> and be like, that the other day we had a man, like, step in between me and Richard, like, my Raphael, and, like, look at me and be like, are you okay? Like, do you need me to stop this? And our poor stage manager had to run in and be like, no, it's a play, it's a play. <laughs> and the thing is, is that because the audience can hear all of Sarah's thoughts, my character's thoughts, you can't have any movement or thought in your head to suggest that you can hear something that's not in the track. Yeah, of course. So you have to sort of clear that out of your head. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, I'm just very thankful for our stage manager because she's become very good at like <laughs> spotting when people in public are becoming a bit concerned and just being right. like, it's okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I love to read the show reports every evening. I have the, <laughs> I have the, the three stage managers, so I have nine show reports uh, every night. And just before going to sleep, I, I read that. And every day, there, are, there is five or six stories like that of people getting involved. And, and, and that's... I think maybe that's the, 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 the biggest production I have ever directed because I have something like 50 or 100 extras on, on the play <laughs> and the set designer made marvelous churches and you will play in St. Paul's and I never had St. Paul's Cathedral on, on, the, on, the, on the stage for me. So that, yes, that's the biggest production ever. But more than the entertaining part of that because it is entertaining, of course, but it also uh, questions us about the role of the spectator, about what is uh, giving a story, uh, what is being a spectator, what is be just being human. You have the privilege to, to dive in the thoughts of someone, but then you realize that you are peeping them. You are, and you feel sometimes uncomfortable but most of all, you feel free. You can choose the place where you are. You can choose the frame. You can choose the lights. Um, and as a director, I don't choose the frame of the set. The spectators, if they want to sit down, they can. If they want to be close to the actor, they can. If they want to be 15 meters away, they can. And so that means they are responsible for the theatrical emotion they have. 
And it's a symbol of the responsibility we all have in our choices in life. And, and I like that. That new gender of theater is also giving the spectator the, the real purpose, the real um, stake of being the third actor. Or rather, there are, there are three parts in the play. The author, the actor, and the spectator. Mm. And contact is also about that. Mm. So when you're, um, say, looking for any of the locations, um, were you looking for anything in particular? Like, or like, how did, how did you decide where you were going to, where you were going to place it? So many constraints, uh, because the, the, the plot has to be uh, relevant to the place. The location has to be relevant with the plot. So we need a bench at the beginning. We need an easy meeting point. Then we need a wall at one point. Then we need uh, Raphael, so the, the, the main character to, to run and to scare Sarah, so he has to run around something without being seen. And then we need a good spot at the end, a beautiful one to have a moving scene. So we have many, many constraints. So I spend my time on Google Earth, on Google View, <laughs> <laughs> looking at it. And, and everywhere. for example, we go to, to Italy. I go to Italy next week uh, to produce the Italian version in Roma. So I spend my days discovering the cities of Roma and finding the, the, the perfect uh, location. But even with that, all locations have a, a different feeling, have something, something different. Uh, Greenwich is, is shiny and windy at the same time, of course. Uh, Monument is more historical because you have the view on the, on, on the London Bridge the whole promenade, Clapham, the, the Clapham Park has something sad with the giant trunks uh, on the ground and the big trees. St. Paul's will be so Mary Poppins, I love it. So every location is different. <laughs> That's really great. And in every country with, with, with the cultural, with the buildings, you can rediscover the city at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's an amazing point, actually. Um, and also, yeah, when I, when I say like it felt, like you say, it's massive. Like the sets, like you say, is, is huge. It's, you know, you're in London or you're in, in Greenwich or whatever. But like I said before, it did, I guess, I guess through the technology, like it does, it feels so intimate. Like when uh, the, the show that I watched, when, um, when the, the girl character first walks in and it's like a it's like her head is going 100 miles an hour and 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 suddenly i feel like i sort of locked into that because like my, my head's noisy at, at the best of times and, and 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 i started feeling this um even though she wasn't necessarily saying anything um sort of directly harrowing at first i started feeling this um anxiety as I was listening to it. And, and I guess that's, that's a lot of what the play's about as well, right? And, and I know there's, there's the links to sort of the COVID situation at the moment, but there's definitely an element of sort of anxiety and, and grief, obviously, that, that's, that's going on with her. And yeah, and I, and I felt like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so connecting to this. And it was, it was amazing to, see, to feel how, um, how in that kind of setting, I, I could just suddenly feel so connected to a character so quickly. I'm really happy that you say that. Thank you for that, because that's maybe the, 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 the most, uh, the, the first stage of the play. It's not about only grief 
or anxiety, but it's about empathy mm. and the way our body expresses the emotions. And we all forget that the body is as important as the mind and as the brain. And that's my theory, that all my plays are about that. Uh, the, the, the body knows you even better than your brain. And the, 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 the big part of the rehearsal process was to give that to the actors, to have them understand my point of view. I'm completely fan of neurosciences and, and all my plays are part of that. And I, I taught them how to um, emphasize the empathy process. When you go to theater, you have empathy because you see a character and you feel the same, the cathartic process. You feel the same as the character. And when you see uh, Jack frozen at the end of Titanic, you cry because you see Rose crying and you have empathy. So that, that's theater. But in that play, we have to emphasize that. And yes, we, we designed the sound scaling and everything to say, okay, let's help the, the audience to feel that, not in an intellectual way, but with the body and that's why when you are inside the thoughts of Sarah you have all her inner sounds 3D sounds you have her tinnitus evolving the audience don't realize but the tinnitus you have during the soundtrack uh, evolves depending on her behavior on her emotions and you have a complete journey and you feel in your body and if you feel in your body all those perceptions then you will feel the emotions. And then when Sarah gets relief at the end, you are relieved too. Mm -hmm. And that's just theater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and Katja, what, like, tell me about your role in that, like in preparing for it, like in, in, in preparing to, yeah, for, for, for this character and getting in, in, involved in those thoughts. I mean, it's unlike anything I've ever done before as an actor. Um, there was something that Sam said on day one of rehearsal that is so important like to get into this show is how do you act the process? How do you play the process of thinking rather than the thought itself? Okay. And it's basically like, it, it, you know, like most, a lot of the time when you're acting, you've sort of got to work out the thoughts yourself. It's like the character's saying this, but you were playing the subtext underneath. But with this, it's the other way around. The audience can hear the subtext mm. and you've got to sort of like play the poker face sort of harder and stuff because it's, it's not, like conflict is interesting to watch as an audience. And mm. so if you see somebody thinking like, oh, go away, and their face is also like, oh, go away, it's less interesting than if you're hearing go away and they're playing like smiles and happy. Um, yeah. And it's like, you can't over, like it's also about letting the track do a lot of the work for you. Um, which is helped by like Aoife and Richard who play the voices for everybody. Like they've right. done a wonderful job with it. Um, and yeah, Aoife's the one that you saw in Greenwich. So you right. saw with the same actor for the voice. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and yeah, it's, it's about sometimes like at the end, you know, in the, in our head, it's this really deep sorrow, but you almost have to play an emptiness to that. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's mad, you know, and like not learning lines and doing it in a week, but 
one of the gorgeous things about the text we have available and the, and the audio we have is that I'm discovering things as this is going on, like as performances have, you, you sort of find little Easter eggs and it helps you sort of keep your performance fresh because you're mm. like, oh, I hadn't made that connection before. And it's, right. yeah, it's a real joy. So it was like the way you perform, it sort of changed a little bit from the first performance or? Um, certainly from the first rehearsal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yes and no, like sometimes some of those connections can be just for me that I work out, but then I feel like sometimes the audience will make connections that I haven't even made yet, you mm. know? And I don't think it necessarily changes your performance, but it can clarify it in some ways. Mm. Because I guess it's mad, again, I was trying to imagine like what you must have been going through in this, this whole process. And I, I was like, yeah, I guess, but sometimes in, in a play, yeah, you'll be acting something out, but then your, your job as an actor is to have a certain thought behind that. Like you say, it's not necessarily what's, what's openly being, being done externally. But then with this, there's that, but then, but then also there's this idea of like, thought you know when you get into anxiety and stuff there's thoughts attacking you like thoughts are coming at you like you're not producing that thought it's just you like you're being attacked by a thought like the thoughts the external thing and then you reacting to that is that is am i on the right track is there like an element of that a hundred percent because also like that's how our anxiety works right if you've ever lived with it it's just like this intrusion that comes Mm. into your head and it's Mm. it's almost like your body is trying to get rid of these thoughts yeah rather than producing and yeah that's a yeah that's a really good observation like it's it's these thoughts that like come out of nowhere and you're like oh go away i don't want you (laughs) it's yeah it's 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 like the other way around to how you'd usually experience theater it's like the thoughts coming in and then the sort of actor that i I was watching in in front of me is like trying to suppress that thought yeah (laughs) whilst we're listening to the thought and, and i'm watching her trying to suppress that that we're listening to yeah it was that, that, that's, that's what I found so fascinating about the whole experience and why I sort of ended up being so, so, so drawn in and sort of locked in and why I found it so intimate. I, I, I found I was like this the whole time. I, like, like really, you find yourself as a, as a spectator be, being so weirdly focused on, on what's happening rather than just sort of sat there enjoying yourself like you normally would in, in a theatre. And the, the end part, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, so I don't want to sort of say what happens, but like how it plays out and at, at the end, everything in me wanted to walk over and give her a hug. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm talking about. Obviously, if anyone hasn't seen it, you don't know yet. But, but has, has, anyone, has anyone nearly done that at any point? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like she's begging for someone just to give her a hug, but... And now I definitely can't do that. <laughs> One, because it's probably inappropriate. And two, COVID, you know. <laughs> Have you had any situations there? Transgression. Uh, we, we had the, what, that was the first word when we began to, to write the plot. We want the audience to feel the willing of transgression. Uh, it's not natural to have social distancing, to have physical distancing and to not hug each other. It's not natural. So we, we will, I think we, we must not uh, integrate 
We must be resilient, but we must not decide that our life will become something like that with social distancing. So we have to always uh, remind people that that it's not natural, it's not human at all. So at the beginning of the play, there is a voice telling all the attendees, all the patrons, uh, respect social distancing, please. And that's why at the end, when the whole plot brings us to willing to go there, all people know they can't. And that is the, 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 one of the, of the most, uh, I think, good moments, uh, the, the one of the best moments of the play, because you know you can't and you know you will not do it, but you want to do it. And the conflict inside all the spaces. Again, it's theater, is leaving the conflict, is it's, it's, yes, trying to blend all your emotions together. So in three months in Paris, we never had the problem. No one never uh, came and hugged uh, the, 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 the actor. I think because everyone understands that now the process is not about looking a character. It, the process is feeling in your body and in your emotions uh, what what you have, what you feel, and decide how you will behave after the play. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I went, I went home for, from from there, and I, I, I was sort of walking. I found myself walking quicker to to, to get home when, when I went home, and then. Like my, my my girlfriend was in um, when I came in, and the first thing I did was give her a big hug when I got in because I just felt this like I, I don't know I was like um, I'm trying to describe what I'm doing. This is a podcast, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my t-shirt right now and sort of pulling it. I felt like that. <laughs> I felt this like like tension, and I just I, I guess that's the whole whole point of it. I just wanted that contact. I wanted yeah, I, I wanted to to have a big hug um, at the end of it because it did re really hit home just how, yeah, you're right, how it's, it's not natural at all to be just socially distant all the time. But, but, but at the same time, like de delving into, like you say, it's, it's amazing that it's not just necessarily about COVID. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's about dealing with certain su suppressed emotions and uh, yeah, anxiety and, and empathy and all of those things. Um, is, is, are there any, um, are there any other changes um, as in, as it as it goes on and guidelines change, are there likely to be any changes within? You know, say for example, how many how many people can come along to to see it, or um, you know, say if the actors were allowed to um, physically touch or, or or anything like that, is it changing at all to do with guidelines, or will it stay exactly the same? In Paris, we had to change many times. Uh, first, we had only eight spectators, then ten, and then fifteen, and that, that the maximum, not because of the of the guidelines, but because of the, the privilege of the experience. So we don't allow more than fifteen yeah. people uh, because of the play. Um, then, then we had to wear masks in the streets in Paris. So uh, we designed special masks, uh, transparent ones for the actors. So we changed a little bit the direction to integrate the masks. Then decided in Paris that the actors should not wear masks when they are performing. Thank you. Because even in theaters in Paris, we had to wear masks on a set, even during an actual play, an actual performance. So, so that, that went away. And so we adapt. Uh, and that is 
the strengths of the play and the concept. We can adapt. We can adapt the number of people. We can adapt the maps. We can adapt locations. So we will always uh, be changing things to say that whatever happens, we can bring theater. We can bring a play. We can bring an artistic emotion to the audience who wants to leave it. And we will find the way. Uh, we don't know what are exactly the guidelines in London. Uh, there are things happening, but it's not so clear today on Wednesday. So we wait. And I know the production is, is right now uh, talking of what will happen. And when we know the exact guidelines, we will respect them, of course, but we will find a way to do theatre within the guidelines. Hmm. And um, it, I know you said you're taking it sort of lots of cities around the world. Um, will you do around around the UK as well, like different cities around the UK, or is it just London? It will. It will. It will go around the UK. We don't know yet uh, when and how, and there is winter coming. So some countries like Germany uh, won't contact uh, during Christmas times, but they are, they are okay with that being uh, fur coats uh, <laughs> with all <old> brasiero <laughs> uh, in, in Christmas villages. So uh, I don't, the, 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 well, the English production will, will decide when they want to do it. But yes, we all hope that the play will tour in UK and it is already touring all over the world and I am uh, I am spreading and, and, and training new casts in many many countries yeah and uh, do the, do the um, like, like Katja have you always worked with that same actor in it uh, like do, is it always that like the, the, the same the, you work with the same person each time or that hasn't been swapped around or yeah, we've got, um, so I've, I've been with Richard since the start. Um, yeah. I know there was discussions of like, you know, you know, obviously things could change, but I think at the moment we're like sticking with our pairs. And yeah. then we've also got like two um, really good um, understudies who uh, will cut, because you have to in these times, um, you know, if one of us gets knocked out with COVID, mm. you really, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. need to have somebody on call. Yeah. Um, and also like, I think we're past the stage in theatre where it's like, you know what, you're going to work through your illness. It's like, no, actually, maybe <laughs> they don't <laughs> off and, you know, let that cough go away. Um, and so, yeah, we've got, um, apart from, our understudies um, who could come in and out. Um, we, uh, Louis and um, uh, Chloe, uh, will be will be with our same too. Right. Cool. 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 Um, so I, I know uh, I know you're, you're busy and, and you've got places to be and you've got to get ready for another three shows as well. Um, so I won't keep you um, too much longer. But um, so tell us at the moment in. In London, it's in Greenwich, Clapham, and what was the third? What was the monument? Oh, monument! Um, and you're heading off around the world to do it now. Where in in Italy? Where else are you doing it? So Italy, we have uh, Belgium, and we are signing uh, a lot of countries. So we are waiting. Yeah. Uh, but I think, we, yeah, that we'll go to Germany, uh, and we hope Norway, and Australia, and America, and Amazing. Taking over the world. Everywhere. 
Oh, and, and St. Paul's as well. <laughs> and can't, Paul. forget, can't forget St. Paul's. <laughs> but we have a St. Paul's in Paris, and uh, the last show on Sunday will be in the Paris's St. Paul's. Right, right, right. So I, now I have to find the St. Paul's everywhere in every capital in the world. Okay, <laughs> that's a challenge. <laughs> well, um, guys, it was an incredible achievement to... Um, Make, like create it in, in the time that you did and, um, and, and to get it out there. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it so much, not just because I, I, it was nice to be watching theater again, but just like I, I enjoyed the whole experience and it really made me, uh, it really made me feel a, a, a lot of things. And so, so thank you for um, your work. Thank you for, for putting it on. Um, where, for, if people want to, uh, to go and see it, where can they find What's what's the what's the website? Where do they go to? Contactshow.co.uk. Contact show. Contactshow.co.uk. You have everything on it. Okay, and if they want to um, find out more about you guys, like on on social media, where where do they follow you? Contactshow UK. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Contactshow UK, and yeah. even if you go to the website, you go then to the global website with the information, the bios of everybody, the concept, and yes, many texts about the creation of the process and the play. Perfect, amazing guys. Thank you so much for for, for coming on the show, and um, good luck with uh, your three shows today, and and uh, and all the rest of them that you've got to come. I look forward to you taking over the world with this show. 